0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Working Class Bowhunter Podcast starts in 3, 2, 1.
1: Oh, we had to get uh, going here. Episode number 79 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. That's right, the only podcast that you should be listening to, in my eyes. And uh, the uh, my opinions are not the opinions of Kurt and Eric's. I mean,
0: you can do whatever you want, but we'd really appreciate it if you listen to us. But uh, yeah,
1: this, uh, it'd help out. We're here at uh, 1600 Buckslayer Place, right here in the Buckatorium. sunny and beautiful and gorgeous and lovely Sherrard, Illinois. I'll tell you what I'm in such a good mood. I've been working the past two days. You change,
3: I, change your lifestyle.
1: Oh, dude, it's been it's been great.
0: Just got to pick out that new bow, and uh, you'll be on your way. You'll be you'll be back on track finally. Oh,
1: man, dude, I'm I'm telling you what, man, I'm I'm you, trying I'm, I'm trying to like you know. I'm, Steve I'm, was
0: down on a bender, guys.
1: I was, but you know what? I'm I'm working again. I'm feeling a lot better. I'm drinking water. You know, I'm I'm, I'm trying to stay healthy because we've got a commitment to uphold. <laughs> Not only to okay. you guys as listeners and myself, but uh, this also episode Smith, is brought to you by Creative Smith's Critters. Custom Meats. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are we going with? As we, we're going to go with Smiths because uh, <laughs> the guy's been pretty cool to us, so uh, we don't need to die on him. Uh, it, Scott Smith, the whole Smith family, Smiths Custom Meats, and deer processing in in awesome Viola, Illinois. How's that? Awesome.
0: Also, Creative Critters Taxidermy, Geneseo, Illinois. We talk about it every episode. Mark Reif and his genius brain of critters.
3: Which he just had a birthday,
0: so... Happy birthday, Mark. And uh, keep doing what you do, man. He's killing it out there. Killing it and then making it look alive again. That That should be his slogan, right?
1: Yeah, there you go, man. Killing (laughs) it and bringing
0: it back to life. Badlands Packs. Talk about them every episode. Uh, If you don't know what Badlands Packs, if you don't know the quality of the packs, uh, get with it because they're on top of it man they they really do it's it's some of the highest quality um gear you could ask for as far as anything you need for your binoculars uh, arrow hip quivers
1: hunting packs tree stand packs they
3: best packs on the market man it's
1: it's the little things the devil's in the details and it's just you when you get your first pack you're gonna start opening and you're gonna be like dude that's a great idea oh man i'm so glad someone had that it just it's the little things
0: very true Um, guys, last weekend, I was up at Kishawaki, I think I'm saying that right, Archery Club,
1: Kishawaki. Noah will not make out with you. Um, (laughs) Oh, God, that was the corniest thing I think I've ever said on this part. Let's move on.
0: Kishawaki Archery Club, I went up there, it's my dad's local club in uh, Sycamore, Illinois, up in the DeKalb area, and uh, I went up there and shot, and my dad showed me around, it's pretty cool, when you become a member there, you get kind of like an all-access, like pass, key card, and you get to go into like their little member area, and... You get to use their range 24/7 so if you work like a third shift you can go in there key code in you can use the kitchen there that full blown kitchen like a lounge area they had old monster bucks and real tree DVDs from like or not DVDs VHS from oh I'd say anywhere between 95 and 2000 still in the plastic Oh, like they had just collector bought, edition. Yeah they had just bought them <laughs> and left them there and no one just ever opened them just kind of like pristine I was like I was the only guy that was probably just like check this out yeah that's sweet that's a monster bucks of north america too (laughs) that's that's monster bucks before it was monster bucks in case you didn't know
3: so they have a full indoor range and outdoor range and everything
0: yeah they have full indoor range the outdoor range they have like full-blown like steel platforms it's awesome the range is really good um i surprisingly shot second out of the hunter class which i didn't think that was even possible it's my first 3d shoot of the year but no, really awesome club, really good people. So
3: Yeah, we'll have to make a trip up there yeah, sometime th- and do a shoot.
0: Yeah, my dad shoots out there every day. like day. Two hours a night, my dad's out there at the club.
3: No wonder why he's shooting so good. Mm-hmm. He is killing it right now. Yeah,
0: And you can walk the course, too. They don't leave their 3D targets up, but they have regular targets out. You can just walk the whole course, and it, it's it's pretty cool. Nice. So it was oh. a good time. <laughs> nice. Well, it's, like, it's super nice. Way to sound interesting. I'm not, really nice.
1: not going to be like, huh. Oh that's something
0: cool story
1: cool story Um, tell it at
0: a party sometime (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh no Um, it was really cool you guys missed out
1: i did um but you know the one of the real reasons uh we're still able to do this podcast is our vets and the vet shout out of the week uh, he's not a hunter he's a very good friend of mine and i say very good uh he'll probably laugh his name is bobby ray bunch um air force vet and uh, he does stand-up comedy, and he's been doing like music gigs all around. So I've, I felt guilty that I can't go to any of them. Um,
0: He's—I was going to say—he sounds—it sounds like a country music singer name.
1: No, he's really nice. He's super. The, the dude, Bobby super Ray funny. Bunch. Bobby Ray Bunch. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, if you ever see him, like he performs yeah. up in Minnesota sometimes, and um, yeah, he's a—he's a, he's a great dude. You know, thank you for your service, and I'm going to tell him about this to see how long he actually listens. Well, thank to you. this podcast. Bobby, well, we're six Bobby minutes, minutes
0: in, so. But yeah, thank you for your service.
1: So, um,
0: you know what? I'm really excited about this episode because we have one of my idols um, that I've looked up to for a really long time. And if you're listening, you know who it is already. Um, T-Bone and all the guys from Bone Collector, Real Tree, Real Tree Road Trips especially. Well, we're
1: only getting T-Bone on before you go too far in. <laughs> Right, right. T-Bone. <laughs> we oh, we, we the, only got... The title says. Yeah, we, we but, only got uh, Bone coming in. He's a
0: second timer, so... Yeah, it's the second time on the show, and he actually gave us the contact to Tim Kitts and Poppy and all those guys that we became really good friends with over the last year. Like... Basically, I feel like we've known them our whole lives. Pretty and, much uh, That's what it feels like anyway. So, he's actually done a lot for our podcast, whether he really knows it or not. He probably, you know, he just set us basically led us in the right direction, and we just tried to run with it. Yeah. Um so, yeah, it's always a good time talking to him and we're going to do just that. So, it's a uh, What do you say, Steve? They, they say never meet your idols.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you never want to meet him because what if they're a bad person? But, dude, you meet, uh, meet T-Bun, and uh, we'll bring up we uh, we had a run-in uh, with him at the Tails Unlimited banquet. If you listen a couple episodes back, you'll know, but uh, we'll, we'll get more into that. And, you know, if you ever get a chance, um, you know, listen to this episode, look up where he's coming up. Uh, we'll hit you with all those details later, but uh, we actually do got to get him on the phone right now.
0: Yeah, we'll do that. We'll get him on, and hope you guys enjoy. Thanks.
1: Alright, on the on the phone with us is one of our favorites, and I know because we've just put up some bone collector posters and a thermometer. He's he's not only our favorite bone collector, but he's also named after one of my favorite meals. T Bone Travis T Bone Turner from Bone Collector. What's going on?
2: Huh. Hey guys, how are y'all doing? I mean, golly, all those kind words. I feel like I need to put a check in the mail.
1: <laughs> well we're not saying you have to but you
0: know, we're not against it we'll, we'll give you
1: kurt's p.o box you can go ahead and send it to him yeah. <laughs> we man we're good it's hotter than satan's toenails in here so you know i know because we got a a new bone collector thermometer know.
0: Well, that is true uh,
1: we really do i saw that couldn't let it go um, i
2: didn't even realize that we had a bone collector thermometer so that's a, that's above one on me so y'all got something on me for sure well
0: maybe we have the only one i don't know <laughs> Limited edition. Well, thanks for coming on the show.
2: you what? I'm sorry.
0: Thanks for coming on the show again. We really appreciate oh, it. Oh,
2: absolutely. Anytime, guys. I mean, it's good to see that y'all are still flying the flag and the, climbing the ladder and, and, and doing all things outdoors and, you know, kind of, you know, like we've said so many times, appealing to the Billy Joe lunch bucket out there, the working class bow owner.
0: <laughs> <hunter>. Right. <laughs> Once you said that, we, we put that in our intro, and it kind of just caught on, and People started laughing about it and saying it. They're like, man, that's actually, that fits really well. It's catchy. So <laughs> I don't know if you're aware or not. It's in every intro of our show. And we had someone make us a couple pictures for us. And they, like, I didn't even tell them to do it. They took that quote and put it over the picture of us sitting at our studio table. And we put that online. And it just kind of stuck to us. It's pretty funny. That's
2: perfect, Sam, okay, because. Come- I didn't have it patented, so you don't run with it. Hey, there we
1: go. we we'll, to we'll, steal it. Hey, from there's, there's there's another thing we'll make money off of that you don't know about. All right, cool. <laughs> That's
2: right. Um, yeah, it's been it's been hot down here. I don't know about if the temperatures are getting warmer up there, but all this week it's been uh, 89 degrees each each day. So it's summer's here.
0: Well, in Illinois, it's getting up there now. It's almost getting too hot for yeah, me. But, it was about uh, 85 today. Yeah, so it's uh. Summer's coming, which I'm already looking forward to fall.
2: <laughs> yeah, me too. Once once turkey season kind of dies down, I'm about ready for shooting some fish. But other than that, I'm I'm ready for fall to get here.
0: Yeah, how did your turkey season go?
2: Good, actually. I had a pretty good season. I, I travel a lot, doing a lot of appearances and events and banquets and such. So uh,
0: mm-hmm. I don't
2: have quite as much time as old Waddell gets to chase them. But uh, I did pretty good this year. Killed two in Georgia and, and two in Kentucky and only went probably – gosh, I don't know, less than 10 times, so that's a pretty good streak, so I I wish I could have got out there more, and it's kind of funny, I was riding around on my property, the season ended on the 15th of May here, and on my property, uh, I I really didn't have much for for turkeys on here until like the last week, and I hunted them a little bit and didn't didn't get one on my place, but Mm -hmm. I just bumped two off the roof uh, this evening, I was checking some trail cameras, and it was right at dark, and I, I rode up on the top of the hill, and it just went to roost, and I bumped two gobblers off the roost. I'm like, well, where were you guys about a month ago?
1: <laughs> you know what? Uh, funny enough, when I was driving here, um, there's this this back road that I take. It's a gravel road, uh, so you know we're authentic, guys. Uh, I saw, I, I saw I think, more turkeys in this small stretch of road, just because, of, like, that grass is super tall. They're all, like, hanging out and shot back. I see more now than I ever did, you know, just –
0: well, turkeys are come around strong. My dad's like, man, you never used to see turkeys back in the day. Up up around in our area, but in the south, yeah. it might be a little different.
2: In the off season, is it still in or is it done too?
0: You know, I don't even know. I'm on probation at a new job, so I couldn't take the time off. Because in <laughs> Illinois, you can't hunt past 1 p.m.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and you get one, uh, what's You, can, two? Get two you tags, can get two tags, I think.
0: But, you know, it's just it didn't work out for me this year, so I kind of just used it to focus on other things, which I'm kind of bummed out about because seeing all the pictures online of everyone putting up pictures yeah. of turkeys, I'm like, God dang, I want to go out and shoot one, man. Mm-hmm. But just,
2: I'm, I'm just glad to hear you say, you know, at work rather than I heard you say, I'm on probation. All <laughs> that up with at work, I'm like,
1: oh, we got big trouble. Who my I talking to?
0: <laughs> right. Working class bow hunter. Yeah, here we are on probation.
1: That's <laughs> We're, right. We actually stamp license plates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm staying out of trouble but uh just barely
1: yeah i just i just went back to work so i'm I'm super excited about that man i'm actually getting yeah. out of getting out of bed at, at you know when i was going to bed at five in the morning i'm actually waking up at five in the morning so
2: yeah <sighs> did you uh um not to change the subject on you guys but did did y'all ever get to go boat fishing with uh, the guys up there in ottawa
0: not yet no not yet um we kind of talked about it a little bit because I know that's kicking on right now or getting ready to at least up in our area. Um, we yeah. talked to Tim a little bit about going, and uh, it's just kind of in the works right now, but we need to lock in in time and actually get out there and go. Oh,
2: man, you got to. Yeah, that that is so fun. Every time I'm up there in the Ottawa area, you know, Nick Matthews, I believe the yep. guy's name, great guy, and I know he was a you know, the staff shooter out there out of, out of the shop there, and, and him and Tim and, and uh, Poppy are good friends. They always get to go with them whenever I'm up there. It's always a great time.
0: Yeah, we we shot a couple of times with with uh, Nick, and he, he's a good time. We always tease him, joke around with him, and stuff. And he Thick yeah, Nick. he fits. Yeah, he his, fits. His around. name
1: is Thick Nick. He's gonna get his driver's license changed. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy, though. That guy yeah. can shoot
0: a bow like no other. Oh, yeah. He can.
2: Yeah, he can. He is good. He's very competitive, too.
0: Yeah, I know. I shot with him. uh challenged me to a game of uh, darts there at the shed, and I'm like, okay, I don't really know what I'm getting myself into. We were shooting at a, a paper dartboard target, and I got uh, smoked, to say the least, but uh, it was a good time.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked all the games they had there where they had the ping-pong balls floating and 3D courses and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it makes it, uh, you know, archery is fun, but when you add that different element of just games and, like, you're not really thinking about the seriousness of stuff, you're just having fun and rolling with it. It just, I you know, I could shoot all day until I can't pull my bow back.
2: Yeah, and then when, you know, when, when you put a little something on it, it, the intensity increases and it, you know, it kind of stimulates the buck fever, if you will.
0: Exactly, oh, yeah. yeah. And I like really shooting with guys that are that much better than me because it makes you better, but you're not really realizing – as you're shooting with those guys, it's it's just making you so much better.
1: Yeah, you just try harder. Absolutely. Now, now do you think it has anything to do with the type of bow that they're shooting?
4: Steve's uh, making yeah, a weird I'm gonna, joke.
1: I'm <laughs> going to say
2: so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Hoyt bow is phenomenal. I mean, you know that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> see now, now I'm in the process. I'm I'm looking. I just sold my old bow, and I'm looking and. I got to tell you what, I had some good luck with that Defiant, you know, shot a couple arrows, no sight, no peep, and a Robin Hooded one. So, Bone, you might try to have to sell me on a Hoyt.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great bows out there in the market, but uh, I've been with Hoyt. Actually, this is, I am start, just started my 21st year with Hoyt, and I, I know I believe in their product, and, and that's why I've been with them for so long. So, um, not to say that there's not other bows that are out there that are, that are, are good also but man i believe in the hoyts the engineering the innovations and uh the durability i mean they're second to none on durability and lifetime warranty i mean i know i sound like a sales pitch but you know the proofs in the pudding go shoot them and, and and you'll be sold on them too
0: well yeah i mean if you shot them for 21 years you yeah. know that there sells it so i don't you know what i mean to anyone oh yeah i've been yeah. shooting the same boat for 21 years oh okay well i should check that out absolutely <laughs> you know? and, and
2: each year, I keep wondering, like, what are they going to do now? I mean, what what else can you do with a compound bow, you know, to to increase the innovativeness and and you know, put more engineering into it? And each year, you know, they come up with these these uh, nice and new and and uh, bells and whistles that that just add to the shooting experience. So uh, I right. mean, they amazing here.
1: Definitely, yeah, like like the the DFX cams, you know, it's just like all of a sudden, you know, they're making you know shorter axle to axle bows, like. You know, shoot and feel draw like, like you know, a longer. Draw axle like, axle, like a right. longer. You know,
2: yeah, uh, exactly. And, I can remember twenty years ago. I mean, if you had a thirty-nine inch axle to axle bow, that was a short axle to axle bow. And now, that's like you can barely find one that is that long now.
1: Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah that is. It's crazy
0: <laughs> to think about because you know there's some bows that I mean, Steve's little bow I think was twenty-eight axle to axle, which is really small. It's yeah it's almost to the point like where does the cutoff line where it's still a bow in a way, you know what I mean? It's almost like a, it's yeah. like, it's so compact. It's insane.
2: Yeah. When the of axe was shorter than your draw length. I
1: mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's true. it was no, close. No, don't worry. I was, uh, I was still about an inch shorter. <laughs> so we, were. Um, we, we were good. So, so t I'll talk about
0: if you can, what hunts you have planned for this upcoming fall?
1: Well, um,
2: several, several different hunts planned. Actually, um, I bought a, I a farm in Oklahoma, so definitely going to go to Oklahoma. I get the property that I own and the other farms that I can hunt is right on the Kansas border. So Oklahoma's kind of a sleeper state. Yeah, It, uh, you know, it borders Kansas. It hunts just like Kansas. A lot of great bucks. But the cool thing about Oklahoma is it's over-the-counter uh, tags, and you can kill two bucks as a non-resident, which is something you can't do in Kansas. So oh. that was something, yeah, it was real attractive to me. So going to be going to Oklahoma had a good year last year hope to do so this year Kansas of course I put in for Kansas and uh actually I think they've already had the drawing so I should be able to check online to make sure that I I did get a tag for Kansas and uh, Mm um then I've got three preference points for Iowa so um I got to put in for that before I think June 5th is the last day that you can put in so I should draw uh Iowa Um, For sure this year. So that's another one that I'm uh, excited about. And then I think we're going back to Pennsylvania, New Jersey. We're going to do a New Jersey bear hunt. They just opened up a six-day New Jersey bear season. And if you guys have researched that, Amy, uh, um, they have some humongous bears. I mean, uh, six and seven and 800 bears is not uncommon at all in that New Jersey.
3: Which
2: is crazy. Yeah, New Jersey?
3: You wouldn't think that in New Jersey.
2: I mean, honestly, less less than an hour and a half to two hours from New York City, you know, we're gonna be hunting in New Jersey and uh we're gonna do it in that um middle October. We'll also be hunting Pennsylvania those suburb hunts that we've done in the past. We didn't yeah. do it last but we're gonna do it where we help eradicate some of the critters in the township.
1: <laughs> that's that's <laughs> always those are like my favorite bone collector episodes. I, I know you uh- it's something different. Oh yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, we all like to see, you know, 180-inch bucks drop, but at the end of the day, everybody can relate to shooting some does, and then, you know, to to stack it up and have 10 or 12 or 15 kills on one show, I mean, that is a a plethora of death, if you will.
3: And And not to mention you got meat in the freezer, too.
2: yeah. Who doesn't like to watch that many arrows go through that many chest cavities?
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, too, because, like, you know, you, you look at them and, like, you know, you're just in these tree stands. You're looking at, you know, four or five does, and then they're like, those kids are watching Spongebob on, like, you know, big screen TVs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Kids on a swing yeah, and set. Yeah,
2: that's the way those guys have to hunt, and there's just not a lot of shows that have done a, you know, a, a, a top-tier show um, or an A-list show has done a hunting show in the Northeast, and, and if you look at the number of licenses sold, uh, you know, like Wisconsin, Michigan, and certainly Pennsylvania, New York, they have as many, uh, those states have more bow hunters and more hunters than just about uh, any any other states that are out there. So, you know, they they want to be celebrated too. So uh, I think it, there was a big embrace whenever we went up there as and filmed the show and celebrated the way those guys have to hunt. So we're definitely going to do that. It's, mm-hmm. And it's nice to know that when you land in the airplane that it's not, if you're going to get a show, it's just how many critters are going to die on the show. That's about it.
0: Right, right. So with, what hunt this fall are you most looking forward to? If you had to just pick one, like say you could only pick one hunt to go on this fall and none of the others, which one would it be?
2: Probably Iowa because, you know, that that, that tag is so hard and so coveted. It takes about four years to draw it. The archery tag for Iowa is probably my, the one that I'm looking forward to. And Iowa is just, you know, synonymous with just, huge bucks
4: and
1: right. uh,
2: great fertile ground. So that's what I'm looking forward
1: to. Well, and you can say the real reason is because you'll be that much closer to, to us. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's <laughs> our the answer, only reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: I thought you was going to say Tiffany Lukowski, but no, you're <laughs> right. It's you guys, it's not nothing to do with Tiffany.
1: Well, <laughs> I, come on. If you had to pick between us and Tiffany, we know the answer is us. But for the fans, what are you going to say?
2: That's right. That's right. No, I, th- that much closer to you guys. So if I tag out early. I can come hang out with you guys. Exactly.
3: Well, I'm I'm from <laughs> Iowa, so you can come see me anytime, T Bone.
2: Man, I I love it. I wouldn't mind uh, wouldn't mind having a place up there for sure.
0: Well, um, you know, I even though we're from well, Eric's from Iowa, me and Steve are from Illinois. I've always wanted to hunt like you were saying Kansas or Oklahoma, but you know, Oklahoma wasn't even on my radar because you said it's a sleeper state, which yeah. Also, for some reason, Indiana is a sleeper state, but it's right between Illinois and Ohio, which you hear about Ohio pretty yep. frequently. So that doesn't make sense. You know, these states that border these awesome whitetail genetic and just hunting states like Oklahoma, Indiana, you don't really hear much about them really at all. They don't get the credit. No. And it's weird to me. Yeah.
2: Well, in Missouri, too, actually. You yeah. know, Missouri, I, I really feel like if Missouri would cut back on, you know, you can deal three bucks in Missouri... And then also in Missouri, um, you know, they have a rifle season, which is right there along the rut. If they do away with the rifle season, you know, and they had the same rules as, say, Illinois or Iowa, Mm -hmm. I think Missouri could be absolutely a mecca, too, because think about it. It's surrounded by Illinois, Iowa, and Kansas, especially the northern half of the state, would be just a phenomenal, uh, you know, deer hunting. Uh, Not to say that they don't kill a bunch of whoppers now, but if they would put their resource in check, you know, and, and, yeah. and cut down the number of bucks. I think you're, you're looking at a meta right
1: there too. For sure. Yeah. And that's kind of how we feel it. You know, it's, it, it's odd that you mentioned, or uh, those three States, cause you know, we've had that talk on the podcast of, um, you know, if, if Illinois would have modeled their gun season, how Iowa does it, you know, rather than having the shotgun season where it is, you know, kind of uh, move it around to Iowa. You know, I think L- Illinois would then take the, you know, take the cake. I, I, you know i think so uh, just I, proud to be I, from I, illinois
2: yeah i think i think you're exactly right i think uh, uh just my opinion i think um you know maybe 15 years ago they got a taste of the uh non resident revenue you know because it was a, a huge destination with all the tv shows and dvds and vhs back then you know back in the mid to late 90s it started you know becoming on everybody's radar so everybody was traveling from neighboring states to hunt illinois because it's, you know, one of the largest states in the Midwest as far as uh, acreage-wise, and, you know, it has all the agriculture. It has all the things that you need to to grow big bucks. Well, I think they made a real liberal season and didn't protect their resource like they probably should have or like Iowa, you know, is a stickler for, and therefore that's why Iowa has what it has, and that's why it's, you know, such a a key destination for out-of-staters is that coveted tag you get once every four years is just just so treasured, whereas in Illinois, you know, pretty much you get a tag every year, you can kill a, you know, two bucks, and then, uh, you know, you get hit with a with an EHD, EHD or blue tongue or chronic wasting, you know, which all the Midwest states have, have had happened in the last five years to some extent, and bam, your resources went over to nothing. So, you know, we've seen over the years, it's been proven like Pike County, uh, you know, which is you know the Golden Triangle, which everybody talked about, mm-hmm. is see the numbers. Uh, you know it was I think the number two or the number one Boone and Crockett uh, County in the in the state, and it's kind of dwindled down because it's just been hunting pressure to death. They didn't really regulate the numbers like they should, and uh, between that and EHD, the you know whereas. Ten years ago, I'm going to throw this ballpark out there. The average buck that people were killing was 150. Now that's down to, you know, a two-and-a-half-year-old that's in that low 130. So, yeah, you know, the, the resource has been dwindled quite a bit, and that's just a, a good barometer of being able to tell that is that Pike County uh, history and statistics of it.
1: For sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I, and I don't think that it's obviously like a bad thing that, you know, people can come out of state and, and hunt um you know obviously we do we do have our even our home state you know do i think that you should be able to hunt here every year and kill two bucks if you're a non-resident you know that's kind of up in the air because yeah there's the revenue that's generated but um you know you know a lot more about that because you uh you were involved and we we do want to talk about this quite a bit um you're a spokesperson for uh whitetails unlimited and you know you come to the banquets and you you you're a spokesperson you you do so much for them and you know out of like a lot of the you know hunting celebrities and stuff you're the one that's out there you know trying to bring people in educate them you know let them know hey here's here's how you can keep your deer herd healthy and here's how you can you know do this and that um so talk to us about whitetails unlimited a little bit
2: oh yeah well white I'm I'm proud to be a part of it actually this past year I just signed on for three more years. I've been fortunate enough to be the spokesperson for the last six years and just signed on for three more. But it's been a it's been a really good uh, partnership, uh, if you will. And it's kind of my way of giving back to the industry and, you know, the white tailed deer is my favorite to hunt. Plus uh and I'm not just saying that, I mean it really is, because if you think about it, we live here in North America and it's so diverse. You can just about kill it in every state. You know, you can hunt it in every state. And it's a phenomenal uh, resource that we have, and it's a, kind of a, um, you know, the, the the efforts to raise the herd, you know, over the last hundred years has been phenomenal. I mean, I, I can't quote the exact numbers, but we really bought it back from just about extinction, you know, at a hundred years ago. So it's, uh, yeah. it's definitely a, a positive story. But yeah, to be the spokesperson to, you know, once I dug in and, and seen who I was partnering with, it's nice to know that. You know, Whitetails Unlimited is the largest whitetail conservation group in the country. It's the longest active since 1982. It started in Wisconsin. They they host about 650 banquets a year, and they have uh, over 140,000 members. And uh, that number has steadily been growing, you know, ever since uh, uh, its existence in 1982. So, I'm proud to be a part of it. They raise a lot of good, a uh, lot of dollars. And this is the number one thing I'm proud about. Whitetails Unlimited is. 50% of every net dollar raised at the banquets or the chapters that are started, the money stays right in that community. Meaning, like, if you guys started a chapter, we rate, we do a banquet and you guys raise, you know, $10,000. Well, half the money goes towards national products, but the other half goes to projects that you guys see fit uh, it, that's outdoor related. It could be taking veterans hunting. It could be taking, uh, you know, uh, handicap hunting. It could be... Find a shooting house for the local farmer down that's given you know so much back to his community, and you want to put him in a a shooting house on his property. It could be the the National Archery and Schools Program. Something that's really dear to me mm-hmm. is White Unlimited is the number one contributor to uh, National Archery and Schools Program. Which uh, you know I may mean, not seem like much, but if you're giving you know well over two hundred thousand dollars a year towards that program, that's putting bows and arrows in the kids hands that not might not normally ever get to to shoot a bow and arrow or be introduced into the outdoors and they're doing it under sc- school hours which is phenomenal i mean to to be able to teach a kid or or introduce them into the ways of of hunting and, and archery uh means everything as a retailer or someone that wants to uh keep a kid uh or or you know as they grow up interested and have that as a positive feather in their hat uh it's it's phenomenal so They do they do so much for uh, the outdoors and archery and uh, I mean the list goes on and on so I'm I'm very proud to be associated with them and uh, the three things this is the three things that they're mainly uh, is kind of their mission statement protecting hunting heritage first and foremost that means uh, whether it be kids women whatever it's just protecting the heritage which we all know we you know we're being attacked left and right by you know a, um, a, a one side of the, the politicians would like to see a lot of that go away and take our gun rights and, and everything like that. So um, the other thing is, is they protect our Second Amendment rights. It's not only the NRA, which they do a fantastic job themselves, but Whitetails Unlimited is right there rubbing elbows and fighting the fight to keep our gun rights also. And then the biggest thing is Whitetails Unlimited is the Whitetail Conservation. You know, They're, they're wanting to work with the the state institute and make sure that the, they have the funding and they have the needs to make sure that the resource is protected, uh, you know, across the country.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're all, all three, all three of us in this room are members. And uh, there was, when you go to the banquets, there was uh, something, when you, when you mentioned uh, veterans, there was one thing that you guys did. I, we, we love veterans. You know, every episode I try to, you know, give a veteran shout out, you know, it means so much to us. And, One of the coolest things is, you know, you're in a room full of deer hunters, you know, everybody's cutting up, having a good time, you know, hoping they can win something, and they called all the veterans up to the front, and, you know, they did, like, a special giveaway for them, and you guys gave them a little something special, and it was, like, such a proud moment that not only could we get together for, you know, one cause, like, not only is, you know, protecting what we love to hunt, but you know, everyone in that room, I th- I, you know, I think that started getting a little misty, you know, was a little dust was going around that room, but, you know, everybody got behind uh, behind those veterans, so it's like, you know, it they're, what they're else s- can
0: you ask for, really, at that point, Yeah, right. everyone's together celebrating what we do, hunting, the outdoors, supporting it, supporting kids and veterans, I mean, it doesn't really get any better than that.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I say it all the time, you know, I get to do a lot of speaking at the banquets that I do do, and... And, you know, I probably do about 30 to 35 of them a year. And, uh, you know, I say it's a redneck vet rally, and a lot of people would make fun of that, but I'm actually (laughs) proud of that. Because you think about it, you know, we're we're fellowshipping, we're getting to bring the community together, we're raising money for a great conservation group that's doing a lot of good in the community. We're giving away guns, and we're celebrating our veterans, and we're celebrating the people in the community. And people walk away from there proud of conservation, and proud to be a hunter, and proud to be uh, you know, associated with Whitetails Unlimited, and, you know, they're getting to win prizes and knowing that the money that's spending is tax-deductible, it's a 501c3, but yet the money that they're spending, 50% of that money, is coming right back to their community. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I try to try to find the negativities in it, and, and honestly, I can't. It's really a win-win-win. People are going to spend their money, you know, for entertainment and to, to gather, uh, you know, in, in your community one time a year to have a, a redneck pep rally slash Super Bowl, and knowing that the money—yeah, the m- money's going to boomerang right back into your community. Well, shoot, that's a no-brainer. I'd much rather see it go to Whitetail Conservation than you know, some scratch-off in the lottery. Yeah, that's
0: that's no true. doubt. That's I know. True. Me and Eric spent a
3: few hundred dollars that night. No, and well, yeah. Eric actually yeah. won a gun. At yeah, that I bank. won a gun. Thanks for drawing my number, by the way.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. I—I <laughs> uh, I, I didn't go home empty-handed. I got one of those. Uh, Orange Whitetails Unlimited Cups, and uh, you guys know what goes in there.
0: (laughs) Steve was in the beer line all night.
1: Yeah, exactly. See, so you're ready for
2: Thanksgiving dinner. You're plopping at Whitetails Unlimited Cup down there, and and you will be the talk of the Thanksgiving dinner, and you can remember that night for years to come. That's your (laughs) Thanksgiving dinner cup right there.
0: Me and Eric spent about $300 each. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We lost them. Hold on. And we lost T-Boom, but we're back. I think it's my phone and Sherrard. But uh, and I was gonna say, me and Eric spent a couple hundred, few hundred dollars at the banquet. Oh yeah, Steve, be... Steve hung. Steve hung out in the uh, the beer line. And, so. and I
1: wore Poppy's vest. So he did. The, the, the bo- <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's yeah. kind of something out of Tommy Boy. I remember that. It was like fat guy in a little vest. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, wait, wait, fat guy. Me, I'm a fat yeah. child. Yeah
2: i <laughs> hey, i i can only say that because i is one myself
0: <laughs> steve yeah. is our uh less cool t-bone here at the working class bow he Hunter. doesn't
3: have a cool nickname like you do
0: <laughs> we could give him one um that's right one thing i wanted to talk to you about so, about bone collector and you also co-host real tree road trips what uh what's Coming up next for bone collector, and uh what's something you you're really looking forward to with that?
2: well, um a lot of more of the same actually um we're we're working on you know when we put together bone collectors back in 2007 and two thousand eight you know you always you always kind of think long term, but us being all from humble beginnings, you're just basically like, man, if we could have a good two or three year two or three year run with this. You know that would be great. Well, then once we, you know, got in and and seen how it was growing and just overwhelmed and just so thankful with all the growth, you know, we, uh, uh, you know, Michael's vision was to have a, a brand, a standalone brand, and it's kind of seemed like it's been doing that. It, we've been real blessed with how good that everybody has resonated with the brotherhood movement, I guess, if you if you will.
4: So yeah.
2: we're just trying to think of new ways to to celebrate that. Uh, even since we started social media had started back then, but it's really grown by leaps and bounds you know in the last eight or nine ten years so we're just embracing that we're uh got a lot bigger platform and a footprint on digital t v you know so many people are not watching tv at homes at home like they used to and they're they're downloading stuff through netflix and and on their ipads and phones and you know i, I we can certainly see that the youth movement wants to watch on their phone so we're looking at new ways to to, to kind of get the the brotherhood message out there and then platforms to be on and a couple of cool things I guess I could share with you guys we're looking at doing like giveaways through social media because all three of us are going separate directions every weekend and we're getting to speak at different events but we're almost gonna uh, kind of celebrate and and make sure that we reward you know members of the brotherhood if you're if you're you know showing your colors uh for or, or, or Lying the colors, if you will, if you got a sticker in the back of your truck or you're wearing a hat or a shirt or shooting a gun or a bow or something that is a Bone Collector branded. Or,
4: you got or a tattoo. tattoo.
2: Yeah, we've seen so many people. I mean, I'm not exaggerating, guys. I, I know I put my eyes on over 1,000 tattoos with the Bone Collector on there, and, and it's so flattering. So, you know, if, we, if we're sitting there pumping gas, and I'm in South Florida, and, you know, I've been on a bow fishing trip, and I pull up there, to pump gas, and a guy pulls up, and I see a sticker in his window. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take us a short selfie video or a selfie picture, and we're going to have uh, some way of rewarding them, whether it be a gift certificate, a hat, or a sticker or something like that. We're going to celebrate that publicly on our social page, so that you know we we show that we're proud of the people that are a part of the brotherhood. So uh, that's a movement that we're we're really looking into and trying to get make sure that we uh, you know get it, I guess polished before we we launch it. But that's something that we're going to be doing. And, uh, you know, um, it makes people feel good that, you know, we embrace them. I think that without sounding arrogant, we've, me, Michael, and Nick have all come across as we are definitely approachable. If you see us in the airport, if you see us in the bus station or under a bridge culvert or whatever, you know, you can talk <laughs> Wait, Whoa, us.
1: whoa, 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 What?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you see us and, you know, need need one of the the a can of Vienna sauces, you're welcome to ask us. We hope that we're approachable. So with that said, you know. We want people to feel that way. You know, we're not uh, untouchable and and can't be touched or or talked to. So we we want that to to go all across with everybody within the brotherhood. We wanted to make sure that we drive that point home. When we started Bone Collector, that it is a brotherhood, meaning uh, there is more to hunting than just killing a big 180 and being stuck up and arrogant. You know, it's just about the camaraderie and the fellowship and spending time at the the archery shop and shooting 3D tournaments, and you know, flipping through the magazines looking for the next cool gear, or surfing on the web, or you know, riding in the truck with your buddies to pull cameras. There's so much more to hunting that the kill is basically just a cherry on top. So we want to drive that message home, and and we want people to see uh, Bone Collector, the show, or whatever platform we may be. Uh, you know, whether it's at a, a White Tail Unlimited banquet or an NWPS banquet or, or whatever event we're at, we want everybody to know that it is an approachable brotherhood not just us but anybody that's a part of it it's just like hey that guy that's got that bone collector gear he gets me he understands me it is a it's not like a cult but it's just like man this is take it back to simplicity take it back to the roots this is how we all grew up and this is the the lifestyle that we love that's what we want to celebrate
0: right yeah and that, i don't know what it couldn't get any better than that really and we were talking before we we got you when we did our intro, we were saying, you know, Steve always says, you know, never meet your idols, but we were saying you're the exception to that because when I, I met – I've met you guys, you know, at ATA, and we met you at the banquet and talked to you, and it's just – I was – the first time I ever met you, Michael, and Nick, I was really nervous. And I might have told you this on the last time you were on the show, and I was like, man, I don't know how it's going to be because i watched you guys on TV, looked up to you guys for so long from – I was a little kid watching monster bucks when you were on there with Foxworthy and all that. And you know, when they were doing the little 3d tournaments in between the hunts and I was super nervous. And then when I met you guys, I'm like, I just felt like you were just regular people just talking about hunting. And I got to just, you guys were just really cool. And I was really relieved. And I remember telling my dad after that, I'm like, man, that was really awesome. You know, it was like, I felt, I don't know. It's just easier to support people like that. So and honestly, I've been binge-watching Monster, Monster Bucks, been watching uh, Bone Collector on Carbon TV the last week, just nonstop. <laughs> I to get ready for this. Yeah, watching episodes over and over again. It just, it's awesome, man. i uh really glad I got to meet you guys, and you guys are what I hoped you would be, and that's just really cool and really, really refreshing. So, I got to oh, thank you for that, and just keep doing what you're doing.
2: No, I appreciate that, because we you know, like I said earlier, we're all from humble beginnings, and you know, I, I certainly... You know, whenever I meet somebody, you know, uh, famous or what have you, I don't want them to, you, you know, uh, I don't want to have them shoot my image of them by no means. And and really the only difference between, you know, us and, you know, and I hope this doesn't sound arrogant, is we're no different than anybody. I mean, we don't, you know, we get labeled professional hunters, but we're, we're far from professional hunters. We're just uh, outdoor personalities is what we call ourselves. And the only difference between us and you guys is we just got a camera in our face you know a whole lot and that's that's really it it's just documented our silliness and our our hunts it's just, our lifestyle documented and you know fortunately we're three happy-go-lucky guys that are you know a lot like brothers and we rib on each other but we pull for each other in the same time and and uh you know we're, we're really close and we just i think people can see a lot of themselves in us or a lot of their hunting camps in us and yeah. they just that's what hunting's supposed to be like. I we hope we hope that's what they're getting, and it's not an act. And when people meet us, like you said, you know, on the street or in an event or whatever, they say it's not an act. These guys are for real. It's not something that's been magically done through great editing or whatever. These guys are just humble and and real personable and 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 good to be around. We we hope that's the way it comes across.
1: Yeah. Now I um. I just had a a, a quick little uh, thing here. I mean, you were mentioning that, you know, if you see a guy with a truck, you know, a shirt, um, with the Bone Collector logo, does that go for well-worn sweatpants?
2: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that logo's on there, yeah. Now, underwear, I don't know if I want to see them. I'll just take your word for that. I'll give you <laughs> some of you got some Bone Collector underwear on, and you're good. Or if see See, I can see Steve stopping me somewhere and saying, Hey, man, I got skate marks. I had not watched these in three weeks, and it's in the Bone Collector logo. Check this out. I'm like, I don't want to see the
0: skate <laughs> <marks thing." laughs> yeah, Steve. Yeah. He would show you, too. Bone, that is something that Steve would say. I can remember we were sitting at the White Tails Unlimited banquet, and we were all eating dinner pretty much at the same table. <laughs> and we were sitting there with Tim and Poppy, and you were sitting there, and Steve's talking. And I remember you watching Steve going, I could just tell you were going, Oh, brother. What is this guy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and Steve's, you know, running around with Poppy's vest on, freaking everybody out at the Whitetails
1: Unlimited banquet. The thing was seven sizes too small. Yeah, they they
2: was
0: afraid that zipper was going to go and there's shrapnel fly across the room.
1: <laughs> right,
0: uh, that's we're what all scared
3: with. of that. Right when you put it on,
0: but that's what it's a funny reaction because Steve is like the same person no matter where we go, no matter who he's around. He's just you couldn't get any more realer than Steve is. So it's funny, like. I was while Steve's talking, I look around at people, and I was watching you, and I'm like, man, I wonder what Tivo's thinking right now. Tivo's either thinking, man, this guy's awesome, or uh man, I hope he don't get too close to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no, no, it, it, yeah, you, you guys fit right in a hunting camp. Trust me.
1: That's, that's so as that yeah. subject
3: comes up. What it, uh, what I had to ask you? You know, I'm sure your guys' hunting camp is awesome, but what's your favorite part about hunting camp? Oh uh.
2: Um, well, I'm not a morning fan. I can tell you that. You know, a lot of people say they're excited to get up and and you uh, know get out. You know, get that first cup of coffee. They're up two hours before daylight and you know in the tree stand an hour before daylight. Um, I do that because I know how rewarding it is. Uh, you know, you know, and that's when the deer are moving. But to say that I'm a fan of it, um, it, it, I tell everybody, and I don't make no bones about it. If I could hunt every evening, I'd never hunt another morning. And <laughs> no, I mean that because. I love evening hunting. In the mornings, I struggle with, uh, you know, when you're sitting there, you know, it's the best time is the first hour, and then you always question yourself. As the morning's wearing on, you're like, well, nothing's moved yet. I need to sit here longer, or do I get down? Did I wake this morning? I should have slept in because I didn't see anything. So you always, these thoughts run through your head. Well, in the evening, it's the polar opposite. You get in there three or four hours before uh, dark, and the whole time you're sitting there, it's getting better and better and better and better and then when it's time to get down you don't have to say well should i get down now at ten thirty in the morning or should i wait till 11 should that's i right. sit all day you don't have to ask that question it's dark get down and go to the truck so that's why i'm a fan of the evening hunt
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah we've actually yeah. talked about that quite a bit on the show and you hit the nail on the head there we got to agree with you completely i have the same look on that where morning hunts
3: you never know when to get down or evening hunts you know it's just going to keep getting better and better
2: yeah, exactly, and and don't get me wrong, we've all had great success in the mornings, and when it works, it's just, it's magical, but the whole time I'm walking in, you know, you got a cameraman, or you're going in, you feel like you're bumping deer everywhere, you know, and I'm not scared of the dark, but nonetheless, you just feel like you're disrupting the whole nocturnal uh, ritual of the whitetail deer, and you're right. like, man, I'm going in here just screwing up everything, whereas in the daytime, you know, in the evenings, you know, like, everybody's in bed, I'm going to... I'm going in here. I'm setting up, and they're coming to the food. So it's you got way more confidence in the even, or or most of the time you do. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great scenarios, but but uh, you, you know, those are the negativities of hunting in the morning.
1: For sure, for sure, absolutely. Now, now you're talking about getting to the stand, and we want to talk to you about this real quick because I I just saw this, um, and they've redesigned uh, the new designs on some of the bad boys buggies. Whew. Yeah. What's the deal on yeah, that?
2: Yeah, that's totally. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're still going to, they're still offering the electric, and that's what brought them to the dance. They're going to have the recoil because that is the ultimate uh, hunting vehicle as far as, you know, the stealthiness of it. But, yeah, they introduced this new Stampede. You know, it's a 900cc. They let us uh, do all the test driving. We spent a whole day with the research and development team back in uh, the first part of February. And uh, they said, you know, you got to keep this hush hush. Can't take no pictures. And we got to ride them and put them through the ringer back in February and they said, Hey, we're not launching them until the first of May, so um, you know, just keep a tight lip on it. But golly, well I, was I impressed. They had <laughs> bought an engine company, uh an engine manufacturer, I think it was a forty two million dollar purchase. Hey. A German engine manufacturer, yeah. Wow. So they're serious. They said, you know what, hey we're 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 gonna we're gonna jump in this game, we're gonna get a piece of that pie that Polaris and you know, the Kawasaki mules had for so long and they built this, this uh unit. And they showed us some of the prototypes a couple of years ago, and if you notice, it's like a extended cab. And something that I'm pretty excited about is, you ever notice if you've got a Ford or a Bad Boy or whatever, you put it on a trailer and you keep all your gear in the back of your truck? Well, then when you get to your location, you unload the Bad Boy, you unload the vehicle, and then you have to transfer everything from your vehicle to the, the unit. Mm-hmm. Well, with this, if you notice, it's got like an extended cab. There's a lot of room right behind the seats on the new Bad Boy Stampede. Well... That's all for gear, and uh, with the ride accessories you buy, that's all lockable, closable, and waterproof. So you put all your stuff on there, and you load it up at, at home, and then when you get to your hunt spot, you know all you do is jump out of your truck, get on the vehicle, and go, because your bows in there, your ammo's in there, all the gear that you're going to need to go to the tree stand or go to the, you know, the woods is right there. And you know if you stop at a restaurant on the way home, your gear's locked up behind the unit. It's not, you don't have to transfer it from the trailer. The unit into the cab of your truck. You can leave it in there, and it's all locked up in the unit.
1: That's yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, see, and, I'm I'm been thinking about a side by side and the bad boy buggy. What you just explained might be my next toy purchase. <laughs> so
1: they, yeah, and yeah. I I did I took the virtual tour uh, a couple times, and I looked around. I was sad that you weren't the one driving it, but yeah, they do that one where it's like the 3D thing, and you can see it. So it, it, like it's on badboyoffroad.com. Uh,
0: All right, Bones, we're getting to the end of the the show here. And one thing our listeners really like, and we've got a lot of good feedback from it, is our rapid-fire question segment where we're going to hit you with a list of questions and you just give us one-word answers. If you feel like you need to elaborate, you can, but preferably, you know, it's just one-word answers. And there's a lot of these on here that are designed for I mean we we know because you know Hoyt obviously is your bow band bow brand of choice, so we're gonna there's some of those questions on there that are obvious and that we already know so i i'm gonna go through these real quick, hit you with the uh the questions one word answers, and we'll just see what you come up with here
2: okay, I'm ready
0: um your favorite well, besides your guys' show favorite outdoor related show
2: um uh red arrow. Ooh, Reddit, nice choice.
0: Right. Um, your favorite, out of the three of us, who's your favorite podcast host?
2: Oh, man, why, why don't you put me on the spot? <laughs>
0: it's going to be Steve just because he's so outrageous. <laughs>
2: um, I played the fifth on that one. Okay. All right, <laughs> that's all right. As an American first citizen. One to <laughs> um, you yeah. answered
0: this one, morning or afternoon hunts.
2: Ooh, yeah, I...
1: absolutely, hands down.
0: Typical or non-typical whitetails?
1: Uh, typical. Michael Pitts or Michael Waddell? Pitts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was a good question, That was, C. A good that, question. was a, that was up top of the head on Steve's part there. Um,
2: hey, did tell he you Did tell you tell y'all, did he tell y'all um, about his nickname? as channel cat.
0: I don't think so. Oh no, is. he didn't.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Y- y'all write that down. So next time he's on, ask him about why he's called Channel Cat.
0: We'll actually get a hold of him here. Probably this week and channel cat. That's okay. We'll we'll make sure to ask him about that. Um yeah. this is going to be an interesting question. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what your answer is. What's your dream hunt?
2: Moose, Yukon moose, spot and stalk from the river, like on the boat.
0: Oh, uh, really?
2: Yeah, spot and stalk moose hunt.
0: Um, this will be a fun one, and I I ask this in all due respect, just out of complete humor. <laughs> Eva Shocky, Tiffany Lakoski or other.
2: You mean as a female hunter? Yeah. <laughs> or or for some other reason.
0: Um as like <laughs> as your question. as your typical male hunter crush as a female like if you have a female hunter crush, who is there
1: it? There you go. Uh,
2: Tiffany Lakovsky. Um she's she's pretty and she's the real deal. She can shoot. She doesn't claim to be something she's not, so she's real.
0: For sure. For Good sure. answer. This is a fun one. Favorite tree stand snack?
2: Well, if deer were deaf, it would be a Cheeto. But, <laughs> since, they're deaf, but since they're not deaf, I have to stray away from the Cheeto. Kind of like a Little Debbie, uh oatmeal cream pie, Little Debbie.
0: Oh, Those are awesome. <laughs> Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies. Um, where are we at here? Face paint, face mask, or neither?
1: Beard. Goatee. There you go. Facial hair.
0: That's a good one. That's the first answer we've had. That's the first, that's the first one for that one, too. If um, you could
1: have, like, any superpower, and you can't say flying, any superpower, what would it be?
2: And I can't say flying?
1: Yep. No, no flying.
2: Um, Like Spider-Man. Slinger.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good
0: one. They get right good.
1: to the stand, man.
0: All right, last one. Date with a supermodel or 500 acres of hunting ground for a weekend in Illinois or Iowa, wherever you want?
4: The
2: hunting ground. Nice i'm choice. married to a supermodel guys oh there,
0: there, you, go. Right. there you go there you go good, good answer, answer. Good good answer. That, yeah
2: that's politically correct right yep. that is yep. right <laughs> that's yep.
0: typically the answer we hear when we ask that question so like well my wife's beautiful and i love her and
1: i'm afraid <laughs> she's gonna listen so i gotta go with the hunting ground <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh no that's all we got for those we really appreciate you coming on the show man it uh, means a lot and you've done more for our show than you realize um so thanks way for that. more
2: Oh, you're welcome. So keep keep up the good work, guys. Hey, um, before we leave, did y'all happen to see uh, uh, little rant?
0: I did, uh, I did. This. That was awesome. I was going to talk yeah. about that, but we were running out of time.
2: Yeah, wasn't that just spot on?
0: Was I, I loved it. It was spot yeah, on, I, and
2: and and I really think that's the truth. You know, just just uh, you know, we 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 talk about it behind the scenes, and I'm glad he publicly said it. And he did it tactfully. You know, he didn't call anybody out, but it was just a it was it's spot on, you know, gear it down. It's it's not like hunting some superhero. And I'd like to comment that he said that some of these photo shoots and commercials are more dangerous than the actual hunt that people are going
4: on. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. Well, I like it too. Cause you know, Else is such a powerful figure in, in the outdoor world, if you will. And for him to stand up and just say that and be completely honest about it, I think that's what everyone needed. Everyone needed to hear yeah. it. Cause like he said, you know, the, the girls that couldn't hunt their way out of a paper bag, you know, just because you got your booty on Instagram, you think you're a hunter? It's you know, it doesn't work that way, and it's it's oh. it's disrespectful in a way, you know.
2: Yeah, it really is. It, it really is. They're just looking for a platform to for some attention, and that, and they they feel like it's an easy deal in the hunting industry. Whereas, you know, if you're you're the real deal, you're the real deal. You can't fake it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you're really passionate about it, like he said, you'll go somewhere with it. You know, if you know. If, if TV wasn't around, would you still do it, you know?
2: Absolutely. I mean, there's, a, I, I, I can't wait for the opportunity to to, to go, you know, even if there we're not filming or anything. I'm hunting and fishing, doing something every day at my house.
0: Yep. And what I really related to what he said is if you're sweating figuring out how you're going to get time off work to go hunting, that's me every year. I, I, I have anxiety attacks about I can't get the week off I want to go whitetail hunting. and. Yep. I related to what he said when when he made that point. So,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's an L on the head. He's he's good about that. I would call him Reverend, Reverend Waddell. Martin <laughs> Waddell is what we call him.
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's definitely a good spokesperson for anything outdoors, anything hunting, any, just anything outdoors in general. He, he's perfect for it.
2: Yeah, we're pretty proud
1: of him. We'll keep him around a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, there
0: you go. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. Well, T-bone, stick around on the phone here. But thanks, guys, for listening. Um, as always, we've got another episode coming up this week. We've been cranking them out. Next, uh, this coming Thursday, next episode, yeah. uh, Bowhunter Planet will be on. Um, thanks for listening, guys. You guys want to add anything, real quick?
1: Um, no, thanks it. again, T-bone. I mean, you know, we know how busy are. So uh, giving us an hour means a lot to us. So hey, thanks, we really again. appreciate it.
2: Anytime, guys. Hey, keep up the good work, and we we appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll be bumping in uh, somewhere down the road together. Hey,
0: there maybe, we go. maybe bow fishing.
2: You never. Hey, that sounds good, man. If I'm if I'm available, I'm down for that.
0: Sounds good. All right, All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You know what to do. It's summertime. It's 3D season. It's bow fishing season. Turkey season's getting wrapped up. Go shoot your bow. We love you.